Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. Accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, you know, my whole life. Hearing that that sentence from Adam Silver, you know, I've dreamed of it so much. He's a seven foot five Kevin Durant. That's what he plays like. He plays like KD. He's going to be one of the best shot blockers in the league. I mean, he's going to be unbelievable. The NBA just knows how to do their offseason. You could make the argument that the NBA offseason is more entertaining to a lot of people than what happens during the regular season when the actual games are played because of the drama, the player movements, and everything that they've been able to figure out. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nidesoe, along with Michael Rothstein as we fill in for the guys today. And ESPN Radio presented, as always, by Progressive Insurance. But the NBA, the, the way they just shift that quickly into their offseason with where the, the draft is positioned versus the end of the regular season, it all happens so quickly. And then you, you start to get excited about free agency. And now they have Summer League. And the, where the, the NFL, to me, has done a pretty good job of copying a lot of the things that the NBA has done. And they've tried to make it their own, like the uh, legal tampering window, trying to make it, you know, the, the draft certainly bigger, the way they've blown it out, taking it to different cities. It's over the course of three days. But the one advantage that the NBA has is Summer League. And you can get a glimpse. Yeah, you've got OTAs. You've got mandatory <laughs> mini camps. But it's practices in shorts and helmets, right? In terms of fans getting excited about that number one draft pick. You get to watch Victor Wimbenyama live and in person. If you want to go all the way out to Vegas or if you just want to watch from the comfort of your own couch, you can check out the most hyped prospect since Zion Williamson make his unofficial NBA debut tonight. Yes, that is without question. You can watch that. And I, if I get home from doing this radio show in time, I will park myself on the couch at my dad's place and watch that game. And if you had told me at any point in the last decade, I would be excited to go watch a summer league game. I would have laughed at you because no, that's just not something I'm really feeling, but I want to see this Tonight, because you're right, it is the one advantage that the NBA does have over the NFL. Because the NBA, like you said, everything is in short order. A month ago, none of this was was happening. Like There were still playoffs going on. They don't have the lead-up, the hype-up like the the NFL does with the draft. But that's where Victor Wembanyama, I think, is different, Gabe, because this has been hyped throughout the Mm -hmm. NBA season. It's different than the college prospect that comes out like they were able to kind of bring this guy over. He was his team in the French league was able to have a game here. They they can hype him more than they can hype, say, you know, if Brandon Miller had been the number one pick or Scoot Henderson because those guys are in college and they can't really mess with that as much. 
And it's still amazing to me what the NBA, especially the Vegas Summer League, has become, where all these games are televised. Like, so many of them are televised. Yeah. You have a championship you know, game and, and, a, and a big trophy. Like, a way too large of a trophy <laughs> for whoever wins Summer League. It's wild. But, th- like, this just used to be an NBA get-together for all the nerds just in the NBA who wanted to see these guys. Now, if you're just an NBA fan... You can go check this. The way it's just completely blown out and now has its own TV deal and the, the way people can go check this out and actually buy tickets. And it's become more I, I kind of look at it like spring training. Like if you're a baseball yeah. fan, at some point you got to make it to spring training for your favorite team because there, it's just something different. If you're a fan of the NBA, you need to go check out summer league because the basketball isn't going to be the greatest but there's just a vibe there that nba fans absolutely love i have yet to make it there but all of my i've got a buddy out there who covers the bucks for the athletic he loves going out there every year the ceo of the company that i work for who's a minority owner of the bucks loves going out there like he's disappointed i talked to him today he's legitimately disappointed that he's not going to vegas for summer league this year <laughs> to check out aj green of the bucks shoot threes right like it's just wild that that this has become so big, but I absolutely like the sports nerd part of me absolutely loves that the summer league is this big because now we get to watch Victor Wimbenyama. Well, it's it's changed so much too. So I covered the Shaw's Pro Summer League back when it was in Boston. This was 21 years ago. I just graduated from college, and I can tell you the difference between then and now was it was in a I think it was at UMass Boston if my memory serves correctly. It was in this small gym. All the locker rooms were next to one another. I remember talking to like Dan Dickow in the locker rooms. They're writing a story on Joe Forte. <laughs> Joe Forte got super mad, big mad at me. And then he got traded for Vin Baker like 2 days later. But the thing with it was you would just see like Udonis Haslam was a rookie then or a second year player then. He would just be walking out right outside like the gate of the of the arena of the court and you could just piss, pick up and talk to him. I remember I talked to him for like 10, 15 minutes there and you could just go talk to coaches in the stands at that point. It's evolved to where it's an event where it used to just be a, Hey, this is a thing that coaches are going to watch. And you, you would see like maybe a hundred, 150 people in the stands. Now it's not like that at all. And it's evolved and changed. I like that part of it, but part of me misses like the cottage industry part of it that it was when it was in Boston. And it was just kind of fun. I remember the media room was like in a, like a an auxiliary gym. <laughs> what, what do you, what do we think are realistic expectations for Wembenyama tonight? Because we're both excited to potentially walk to watch this game. What are realistic expectations if you want to sit down and watch Victor tonight? 100 points, 100 rebounds, yeah, just do 46 all the blocks. Um, he's going to get he, – he'll have um, – I don't know. He'll sing, the an- he'll sing the anthem. Be perfect from the field. Yeah, he'll sing the French anthem before the game. Uh, at halftime, he'll do the musical performance. No, I, I, I would say the realistic expectation for him is probably somewhere well, like 15 to 20 minutes and – you know, I would say maybe a dozen points, uh, maybe maybe ten rebounds, maybe he gets a double double because just at seven five, the ball's gonna you're, the ball's gonna find you with the wingspan he has. So a double double would be, I think, realistic for him. But there is part of me, and we were talking about with Chris Carlin earlier, that thinks that he might just go right at Brandon Miller because this guy to me feels like someone who is an absolute stud and one of those guys that takes personal pride in that. And he's going to try and send a message tonight. Game one, go at Brandon Miller, the number two big to say, I am that much better than you. 
Yeah, I just want to see a couple of cool plays. Just a couple of wild plays where, oh, okay. If you haven't seen him before, if you haven't somehow, if you've missed all the highlights that have been playing for him in the lead-up to the NBA draft, just to see a couple of those spectacular plays, a couple of those potential plays where if you're a Spurs fan, you're going, oh, okay, I get it. If you're just a general fan of the NBA, you're going, yep, this guy's got it. That's what I'm looking for. A couple of those splash plays that are going to be played on SportsCenter for 24 hours after he makes his debut for the, for the Spurs. Well, come on. Let's be honest, though, Gabe. Let's be, let's be real honest. It won't matter if he makes splash plays or not. There are going to be highlights of Victor Wembanyama on Sports Center tonight and tomorrow. That's that's correct. That's correct. Well, he, he can play. Yes, that is he very can play correct. three minutes, stand in the post. They don't throw him the ball. He's just waving his arms, and that will get played because that is how big of a deal this is tonight. Yeah, now you want to? I'm hoping. I'm hoping Brittany shows up. How is she, by the way? In the, 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 the biggest question Sorry, I, know I have left. Sorry, I know there, but well, we've no, got I mean, to talk a about ball, it. But now we're there. Okay, we're, we're quickly the, while we're there, just very, very quickly. If you happen to miss the story, uh, apparently there are not charges that are going to be pressed. Um, but over the last twenty-four hours, this is twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Uh, Britney Spears saw Victor Wembanyama in a casino hotel in Las Vegas. Wanted to go up, get a picture taken. Went up, tapped him on the shoulder. Security guard slapped her hand away. She said she was backhanded by the. Uh, by the security detail. The video that was released today kind of showed that her hand was shoved away very quickly and it was her hand that hit her in the face and caused her glasses to fall off. But my question is, when did Britney Spears become such an NBA junkie that she knows who Victor Wimbanyama is? Like, is she sitting there, she, she just like absorbing all of the French team highlights that were out there? <laughs> you never right. know. You never because know. Because that's, that's how this story starts. Is she's such a Victor Wembanyama fan? She wants to get a picture taken. Like she, I, I didn't realize she was a basketball fan. I mean, listen. Just because people are pop stars or actors or actresses, that doesn't mean they don't like sports. They don't have giant sure. fandoms. But, I, so, but Britney Spears has been in the public eye for what twenty five years. Yeah. Like at this point, I, th- I think we would have known who her you know NBA allegiance is. No. Maybe I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, uh, you know what? We have this great machine, Gabe, and and uh, while you're while you're setting up the next segment here, really quick, I'm going to go to the great Google and I'm going to try and find out if there is an NBA allegiance for her, and we'll get back to you here at the end of the segment if I can find it. For example, during the Bucks championship run, found out Show Crow, big Chris Middleton fan. Really? She showed up. She showed up. Like she played. She played. Uh, Summerfest is a big, uh, a big deal here in Milwaukee. It's it's a large music festival that we have every year. And she played. And she's played here since, wearing a Chris Middleton jersey. Apparently, her son became a big Giannis fan. So because her son was such a Bucks fan, she became a Bucks fan and was also a big Chris Middleton fan. I, that's that's shocking. By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there because it's already worked once today. Gabe Neitzel, Brittany Spears, if you are listening and want to talk <laughs> NBA with us, give us a call. One eight eight say ESPN eight eight eight. Seven two nine three seven seven six. Well, speaking of the NBA, the face of the NBA for just about as long as Britney Spears has been in the public eye has been LeBron James. Dude's been the 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 face of the NBA for such a long time. So we're going to bring back in Shannon Penn here on Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel Lady, Michael Rothstein, Gabe Nigel filling in for the guys today, and we're going to try to figure out which player mm-hmm. has the best case to be the face of the NBA when LeBron retires. Shannon's got a couple of options for us, 
as as we kind of run through some of the top candidates who could be the face of the NBA once LeBron decides to take a step back, Shannon. And it's interesting, too, before we get, in, get onto this list, you just think about so many superstar players that have played in the league during LeBron's time that could have been the face of the league, and by the time he eventually retires, we're going to have a, another new crop of players that could have sent to that throne. You know, like KD could have been the face of the league. Steph probably had a run there. But anyway, we're going to look down the road, maybe three years. Who knows whenever LeBron does retire. I'm going to give you two names. You tell me which player has a better case to be the face of the league when LeBron James retires, okay? Let's do it. All right, Mike, I'll go with you first. Victor Wembenyama or Zion Williamson? Which player has a better case to be the face of the NBA when LeBron retires? Well, considering Zion can't stay healthy and can barely stay on the court, it's Victor Wembanyama. Wow. It's been three hours and I haven't messed it up once until now. Victor Wembanyama. It's him without question. As long as if he's three quarters of the hype that he has been as a player, he's got a better chance than Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson's been in the league for a few years. He's in New Orleans. That's a tough market to be the face of the NBA in to begin with. Uh, it's Victor and it might not even be close to me. It's Victor for me and it's probably because we don't know. Like, we haven't seen the struggles for Victor, right? Like, it, it's all hope with him. It's all, ooh, this shiny new you know thing in the NBA that we don't really know a lot about. We know some about. We know what the potential is. Kind of like what Zion was when he came in. But you were concerned about the injury with, with Zion. Those have certainly caught up to him in the NBA where Victor doesn't have much in the negative column because he hasn't been in the league for four years the way that Zion Williamson has. But you see the endless potential with Victor Wembanyama, and and I lean towards him just because I mean, the the general hype surrounding him. You want to talk about the TV ratings that happened with the draft because of Victor? Like he's got a, a lot of potential to be that face of the NBA because he could be somebody unique that we have not seen anybody like before in the NBA. All right, Gabe, I'll give you two more players here. Which player has a better case to be the face of the NBA when LeBron James retires? Giannis Antetokounmpo or Nikola Jokic? To me, this is another easy one, and it's Giannis. And it's not just because I live in Milwaukee. It's not just because I happen to be wearing a Bucks pullover today. But it's because I don't think Nikola Jokic wants anything to do with it. Like, I think <laughs> Jokic wants to just live his life, man. Like, that dude, after winning a championship, wanted nothing to do with their parade. He just wanted to go home. He just, you know, he... he he wants to more or less be left alone. And I think Giannis, well, he does, you know, he's a guy who wants to work incredibly hard. He's, and that's why he is where he is. After he won his first MVP, he told, you know, the fans who gathered around Pfizer Forum here in Milwaukee, hey, after today, you can't call me the MVP anymore because I got to grind it. But he also has made time for different commercials. You know, he's got the signature shoe with Nike. He had a movie already made about his life. I think it's Giannis because he wants it maybe a little bit more than Nikola Jokic does at this point. A little more game? I think he wants a lot more. <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, Nikola Jokic it was like, there's a parade on front? No, 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 no. I, I, I gotta go home. Hey, but to me, it's Giannis. But this leads to a bigger question, which is the NBA has enough room for two faces. They can have an American face and they can have a European international face because so many of the top players are international players. And that's where this conversation becomes in because comes in even more because Nikola Jokic can be the international face of the NBA and a guy like Giannis or a guy like Victor, both international players, well, could be the American face, which would then maybe make them the wide face. But my point is that there is room for two faces of the NBA if, say, 
a highly touted American player were to become that person, you can still really pump that next guy in Europe. And we've talked about Giannis, we've talked about Nikola Jokic, we've talked about Victor. There's one other guy that I believe is in this conversation, and Shannon Penn's going to get to him well, next. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. So next on the list, Luka Doncic or John Morant, who has a better play, better case to be the face of the NBA when LeBron James retires. You know, I really want to say Ja here. I do, but so do I. but you can't. You can't right now because everything off the court that is swirling around Ja Morant that he he's just not going to be that guy now. Three years from now, four years from now, it's possible, but it's Luca right now based off of what we know, and it's solely because of off-court stuff, not anything to do with their play on the court, and that's a shame right now that we have to talk about Ja Morant in that that frame of reference because Luca's a great player, but Luca's a guy, both these guys, it could be like we're talking about, John Moran ends up being the American face. Luca Doncic ends up being the international face. I could see that scenario, but right now for me, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Luca solely because of off-court issues, Gabe. I really want it to be Ja, though, because earlier in the show we talked about how the NBA may have a bit of a, a regular season issue, getting people to care about the regular season because, you know, it, you had a team like the Miami Heat, an eight seed, made a run all the way to the NBA Finals, and okay, what does the regular season really mean? And teams are trying to figure that out, and the NBA is trying to curb that with, okay, you have to play at least 65 games to qualify for our major awards. We're going to put in a midseason tournament, and, and they're trying to figure all these things out. But John Morant's a reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies night in and night out, because the dude typically does one thing during the course of a game where you go, wait, wait, what did John Morant just do? And it's unbelievable. He is just so fun to watch when he's on the floor. And yes, the off-the-court issues have certainly gotten in the way, and it's become such a big part of the story for John Morant. I don't know if he has learned his lessons. I I hope he does. I hope the suspensions have, you know, had him figure out what the NBA wants him to figure out. I want it to be job, but because of all the questions surrounding him, it has to be Luka Doncic having the better chance to be the face of the NBA when LeBron retires. All right, another one here for you guys, Gabe. This one for you. Jason Tatum or Anthony Edwards? Which player has a better case to be the face of the NBA when LeBron James retires? I just lean towards Jason Tatum because I think he's got a bit of a head start because he's been on a team in the Boston Celtics that have been heavily featured in the postseason, and therefore they get heavily featured when ABC has a Saturday night game or on Christmas Day, and Anthony Edwards just isn't quite there yet. Tatum's got a bit of a head start. The Celtics have been one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA. They made an NBA Finals a couple of years ago, so he's been on that stage where Anthony Edwards just hasn't. So if I say when LeBron retires, I lean towards Tatum because he's got a bit of a head start on Anthony Edwards. I'm going to go with neither. I know that maybe is cheating the game. I just don't see either one of these guys getting to that point for a multitude of reasons. Anthony Edwards, to Gabe's point, just isn't there yet. And Jason Tatum, I'm just not sold on it. I think the guy's great, but I'm just not sold on him being the face of the NBA because that means that guy has to be the best player or second best player in the league. And I don't know if Jason Tatum's going to get there, even though Jason Tatum clearly believes, if you remember back in the NBA playoffs, he said, you know, I think I'm the best player lately. He believes that he can get there. I'm just not there, especially if you think about the, what, six guys we mentioned beforehand. Five of them are ahead of him right now. And Victor could very well get there, too. I, I just don't think it happens, Gabe. I, I just really don't. I mean, Tatum might have a chance just because Boston in the Eastern Conference, they've been so relevant 
and they were again they were in the NBA finals. They feel like they're close to a championship and he's clearly the best player on that team. So he would have an opportunity if they can kind of figure out the rest of the pieces around him. And we and guys, we did have a caller who wanted to ask, not so much face of the NBA conversation, but we talked a lot about Wembenyama, but also looking at the players that went second and third in the draft, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Of those two, of those two players, Gabe, I'll start with you. Who do you think has a better future here, or is better set uh, set up for success, Henderson or Miller? I lean towards Miller just because I have questions about Scoot's being able to shoot. So Scoot was in in the G League this last year, and he shot below 30% from distance. So being in the G League, playing in the NBA, three-point line NBA rules, certainly an advantage. But I got questions about his ability to shoot. And at 6'2", if you don't have that outside shot in today's NBA, I've got questions about you being a superstar. Yeah, it's Brandon Miller. Brandon, as much as that that's odd for me to say, just because obviously there's so much off-court stuff right now with Brandon Miller going back to college in, in Alabama. Uh, or at least some off-court stuff and some off-court questions that are going to be there potentially for a year or two. Uh, it's Brandon Miller because on the court, he's he's really good. He's really smooth. He's a very intelligent player. I saw him play a couple times in person with Alabama last this past season, and you just watch him play, and he, he screams NBA player, and he's got the length. Uh, I would go with him on the court. Uh, he's, he's the guy. But, but there are still some questions, definitely some maturity issues at, at, at best. It's summer. It's Friday. We're feeling the vibes here on Canty and Carlin. But coming up next, we're going to find out what those vibes are in Vegas for the Summer League. Right here, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. Accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, hearing that sentence from Adam Silver. I've dreamed of it so much. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Gabe Knight. So filling in for the guys today, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. A lot of excitement for the game tonight. If you're asking yourself what game, well, Victor Wimbenyama's Summer League debut out in Las Vegas. And that's where we head out to talk to Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer. He is in Vegas for the big game tonight. Uh, Andre, are there what are the vibes out, out in Vegas right now? Is there a palpable buzz of people getting excited for this game? I've never seen anything like this at the Summer League. I've been coming to the Summer League since, I want to say, 2004. And when, you know, used to be the Summer League, nobody really knew about it that wasn't there for the Summer League, right? You know, like an NBA head. Whereas now, just driving down the street. So, perfect example. I pulled up to the Thomas and Mack Center today. It's a line of traffic, like, around the corner. The game, Wimbanyama's game isn't for, like, three more hours still. But it's like it's a line around the corner. There are traffic construction signs flashing, events sold out, events sold out. Like, you know, don't come in here if you don't got tickets. And, and so just that vibe itself, it makes it feel like I've, I've heard rumors of uh, tickets being scalped for, like, 700 close to $1,000. For a summer league game, like I've, I've never in my life, and, and when Zion, you know, when he hit like four years ago, I thought that was kind of like a peak. This is an entirely different thing. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Well, all right. First of all, Professor Driz, that is your handle on Twitter, and I don't know if you joined <laughs> Threads yet, but but that's what it would be. Uh, we know they're just there for you. Like that's really uh, oh, the, yes. the, uh, <laughs> the appeal here. I just want to make sure of that. What, what all eyes on me. Uh, uh, always, man. When we do a show together, always. <laughs> I feel like I should ask you if you know who that was coming out of the break, the rap song, uh, All Eyes on Me is another one of his CDs. You you, you know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's except, I mean, except, of course, it was Tupac, but you know I didn't. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Tupac. You got that one. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, what are... What are the expectations you think tonight? We've we've been talking about it all show. What do you think the expectations are tonight, are tonight for Victor? I mean, the expectations are that he comes in and puts on a show. Now, it's the summer league, so of course it doesn't translate one to one to the NBA, but his game is kind of perfectly built for the summer league. You know, he's got the height and quickness and speed to be a rim protector on defense. You don't normally see a lot of defense played in the summer league, but I saw Rudy Gobert here about eight years ago, and I feel like he blocked like 10 shots. Every every time the (laughs) ball went up in the paint, he was blocking it. So he's got that type of expectation on defense. And then on offense, everyone says he plays like a 7'5 Kevin Durant. And so if you can create your own shot, if you can knock down the jumper, if you're a finisher, you know, around the rim, if you can, you know, step out to the three-point line, those shots are there for you. So, if he plays as advertised, 
he should put on a show tonight. And I think that's what everybody's, you know, <laughs> that's what everybody's hoping to see. That's why it's sold out with a line around the block. Yeah, the good news is if you don't have tickets to that or you're not in Las Vegas, you can catch it 9 p.m. Eastern tonight on ESPN. Mark Jones, Doris Burke, and Cassidy Hubbard are going to be on the calls. We talk with Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer. He is in Las Vegas for Victor Wembanyama's Summer League debut tonight. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Gabe Neitzel. And you said, Andre, that you've been to Summer League every year since 2004. Did you ever think we would get to this point with Summer League? Because it just... It just continues to me to get bigger and bigger each and every year, whereas, and I said this earlier in the show, if you're a baseball fan at some point, I think you have to go watch your team in spring training. Like If you're a baseball yeah. fan, that's just what you do. If you're an NBA fan, I think at some point you have to go to Summer League. Yeah, I agree, and, and it's an entirely different animal. So the first time I came to the Summer League, I was going to be out here in Vegas or something else. I had never even heard of it, and it was like, because it, it was maybe the first or second year that they did it in Las Vegas. And so I, I literally called the Thomas and Mack Center um, uh, uh, ticket line and said, hey, I want to come out and write about the summer league. Can I have a press pass? And they gave me one. Like, that's how I came to the summer league my first year back in like 04 or 05, whenever that was. So to go from that to now, it's this huge global level event that's sold out. So for those that have never been, the summer league has two courts in one place. There's the Thomas and Mack Center, which is where UNLV plays, and then there's Cox Pavilion, and there's a different game on both courts running simultaneously. So for both courts essentially to be sold out for the whole day, and, and, and when you buy a ticket, you could come in and watch every game that day. Like it, it just says to me that this has just grown, it's just massive. And yeah, you know, Wimbanyama is supposed to be a gener- generational talent. But this level of attention should only continue to build, and I love it. And I, I agree. Anyone who's an NBA fan, if you get the opportunity, should come check this out. Andre, we certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy Vegas tonight. Enjoy the debut of Victor Wembanyama. Absolutely. I'll be as close to the front row as I can get. <laughs> so what, that's the 10th row? <laughs> it might be the back row. Uh, this is going to be pretty packed in here. <laughs> Andre Snelling's ESPN senior writer joining us here on Canty Carlin ESPN Radio. Canty Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up next, we'll have the play of the night. Plus, Tom Brady lost nearly $30 million in a collapse of crypto giant FTX. All part of three and out next. I Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Once again, we have a topic where I am a novice, so we have to lean on someone else here on Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, to take care of this portion of the program. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Michael Rothstein. I, I have no idea where you should be putting your money and what you should be betting on this weekend. Luckily, Eric Hanman does have an idea of what you should be doing. Right, Eric? I sure hope so. I was two for three yesterday. <laughs> Attaboy. So. You've been two for three a lot, but if you do the parlays, that gets you nothing. nothing. Yeah. But if you do it individually, you're going to be sitting pretty. You are. Do we ever do it individually? <laughs> We're a parlay family here. <laughs> so what do you got tonight, my man? All right, well, so I'm going to start off uh, going to the UFC. Uh, we talked about it earlier, Michael, about how this card is stacked. So I'm going to stick with the main card. Uh, this is all on Caesars Sportsbook. I'm going to pick Jalen Turner to beat Dan Hooker. Hooker's been on a bit of a losing streak over the last... Ever since Michael Chandler knocked him out, I feel like he's been a different fighter. Jalen Turner is legit. He, he met His last fight, he lost to Matush Gamrot Turner, but he was preparing all his entire training camp for Dan Hooker. Hooker just had to pull out of that fight. This fight's happening now. I like the young prospect, Jalen Turner. Robert Whitaker is facing Driscus Duplessis. Whitaker is basically the co-champ, in my opinion, right? The only guy he can't beat is Israel Adesanya, who's the champion at 185 pounds. He's class in the, in, at 185. I think he'll be too much for Driscus. So I'm parlaying that there. The co-main, Brandon Moreno and Alexander Pantoja for the flyweight men's championship. I'm going to say this goes over two and a half rounds. And then I'm going to pick the champ from down under, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, to beat Yair Rodriguez. This could be Brian Ortega, Alexander Volkanovsky. It might be a, a close fight. He might find himself in trouble just because Yair can just attack you in so many weird different ways and different combinations that nobody... You can't really prepare for that guy. But Volkanovsky's on a different level. He's, to me, the number one pound-per-pound guy. Because when you go up and, and some people think you beat Islam Mahashev, that means pound-for-pound, pound, you you really are number one, in my opinion. So that parlay pays out plus two... Uh, what is it? Plus 202. So... Put $100 on that, you win $200. So, again, Jalen Turner, Robert Whitaker, over two and a half rounds in the Moreno-Pantoja fight, and Alexander Volkanovsky. And Beautiful. Want, and you might want to, for tonight, I'll go a Yankee-Sam game parlay. Yankees on the money line. Carlos Rodon, off the IL, under six and a half strikeouts. And then I'm going to have Harrison Bader getting a hit. That's plus 270. Not a bad value there. Speaking of baseball, you can tune in to an AL battle tomorrow as the Twins host the Orioles. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Let's get to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... 
three and out. I can't imagine there's too many stories that are going to make the general public feel bad for Tom Brady. <laughs> but this has got, I mean, we got to talk, we're, we're talking about a number that's probably getting people close because he was one of the spokespeople for FTX and FTX collapsed, very famously collapsed. And Tom Brady lost $30 million oh. in that collapse, Michael Rothstein. That's, I don't care how much money you have, has got to stink. I mean, yeah, he lost more money than I'll make in my lifetime. So uh, that's that's painful. Now, Tom Brady's made a, a boat, a boatload of money. He's made a yacht. He's made like a 40,000 foot yacht worth <laughs> of money, you know? I mean, and, and that's just in his football career. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, listen, I do feel bad for Tom Brady in that he got put in that situation. But also remember, this is a guy who his company took PPP lo- PPE loans, like, during the pandemic, I, I don't feel super bad for Tom Brady. No. But at all, because also, just so you know, his career earnings $332 million, $332 million more or less, almost $333 million. So not feeling super bad for Tom Brady, but that still stinks. It makes me wonder because I have been in the camp of I don't know if we ever actually see him on Fox. Um, I believe that deal was worth $27 million a year. Yep. You maybe after losing $30 million, he actually decides to go work for Fox and try to recoup some of the $30 million that he lost in the collapse of crypto giant FTX. From there, we move on to the U.S. Women's Open for the first time being played and contested at the world-famous Pebble Beach in California. And Michelle Wee West, one of the biggest stars in the history of women's golf. This is her last professional tournament, last competitive tournament she is going to be playing as she is retiring after this. She hasn't played a ton of competitive golf, dabbled a little bit in even some television, but when there's a historic tournament like this, she decided she wanted the opportunity to play and and is playing. Not looking great. The, the, the cut line at six over par, she's at nine over. I, I doubt she's going to be playing the weekend, but still one of the pioneers of women's golf. She's fantastic, and, and I feel like her career is almost a little underappreciated. I hope people appreciate her throughout the course of this weekend if they tune in to the U.S. Women's Open. Yeah, by the way, she's now 10 over par. Ooh. Uh, so she's tied. away. Yeah, tied for 123rd place with Jill McGill and Farah O'Keefe. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. So if you can get to a television, maybe in about an hour or so, hour and a half, it might be worth tuning in because I'm sure they will have a lot of her final shots as a professional golfer, as a full-time professional golfer on TV. Listen, she, she changed the LPGA in a lot of ways because she had so much attention to her from such a young age. We've been talking about Victor Weminyama for so much of this show. Well, Michelle, we had that type of pressure on her too in a sport where there was no one else that was really being talked about except for Tiger Woods at that point in time. So you can just imagine what that was like. And also she was much younger when this conversation was happening around her. She has been through a lot in her pro career and I'm happy she's going out on her terms. Yeah, it's um, I again. I'm a huge Michelle Wee West fan, and just in general, if you watch, I mean, I'm a golf nerd. So Same. Pebble Beach prime time. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning in all throughout the course of the weekend. I, I don't know how much you're gonna be tuning in though, Michael, because I mean, here in, in just a couple of minutes, once once the, uh, the the commercials start playing at the top of the hour, you're out of here. 
Yeah, you're, I, you're I got one. I just had Eric Hanna, I just had Eric Hanna in my here one minute, so I'm less than a minute to vacation here. Uh, I'll actually be in the. I'll be around till Sunday, and then I am going to South America. So, if anyone has tips, by the way, for Santiago, Chile, or Buenos Aires, Argentina, I am happy to hear them on Twitter or on Threads because that's new at Mike Rothstein. If you want to shoot me some suggestions, they are more than happy to hear them. But I'm I'm taking two weeks off here. I need it. Uh, What's it, the thing you're looking forward to the most? Um, a nap right now. No, but, uh, <laughs> I actually have some friends in Buenos Aires that I haven't seen since before the pandemic. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them. And that's part of why I'm taking this trip. So I'm really pumped for that. Yeah, no, that's, that's super exciting. Well, you, I mean, again, you, I hear you on ESPN radio all the time. All the other stuff you do at ESPN.com. You enjoy your vacation, my friend. Thank you, man. This has been a pleasure. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Gabe Neitzel. This has been Canty and Carlin. But coming up next, it's Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.